Turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 4. And let's begin reading at verse 37. This is a very familiar passage. But I'm going to show you how it relates to everything in your life. Not just money, but everything. Hallelujah. If you have it, say, I have it. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship. Who are they talking about? Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillar. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Now, how many of you know Jesus was in the plan of God for his life? Say, Jesus was in the plan of God for his life. And there came a storm. So a storm is not an indication that you're out of the will of God. In fact, it could say that you are in the will of God and you're being challenged. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to provoke inside of you this morning. Stop caving in in your little situations that you're dealing with. Because Jesus had a storm, and he was in the plan of God for his life. It was the will of God that he crossed the water. It was the will of God that Jesus be asleep. Ooh, you got to know that. So every storm that comes in our life is not because of sin. Sometimes it is. But sometimes it's not. You need to know the difference. If you've been sinning and a storm comes, you need to go ahead and get your life right. But if you, have, you know you haven't been sinning and situations begin to flare up, the devil starts messing with your money, messing with your electric bill and all kinds of stuff. Stuff starts going up on you that ordinarily wouldn't go up. Just know that you're still in the plan and the will of God. <laughs> Glory to God. This is not the time to, to start crying, but this is the time to know who you trust in. We're living in an hour where everything looks like the devil wants you to personify the shortages. We're not in a short age. <laughs> Y'all notice play on words. Mm-hmm, okay. We're not in a shortage. Amen. <laughs> we're living in one of the greatest hours of the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just because things look bleak to the world. See, the world's speaking based on how they see. That's why you can't listen to them. Because they're living in their feelings and out of their emotions and out of their fears and phobias. The church is not supposed to do that. So storms do come and things might look bleak. Challenges come to see what our response will be. Everybody's going to have a challenge. But the challenge is, what are, how are you going to respond to the storm? How are you going to respond to that storm of finances? What are you going to do about it? Uh, wait a minute. You said, well, no, 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 no. It's your job. What are you going to do about it? Mm. Are you going to sit down and sing the song of sorrow but never speak into the circumstance? 
because your voice is going to make the difference in your finances. See, what Jesus is going to do has already been done. Jesus had to speak to the storm before the storm obeyed him. <laughs> he had to open up his mouth and let words out. And he had to release what was already in him. Oh, y'all, you didn't catch You need to write that one down. You can only release into the atmosphere what's already in you. When the storm comes, that's not the time to try to bone up on the word. It's supposed to be already in you. So do you know what to say to the storm? Jesus knew what to say to the storm. Why? Because it was in him. Mm. He could have said, oh, look at that storm. Why didn't y'all wake me up sooner? We could have done something about it. But here we are now. We're in the middle of the ocean, and y'all just now waking me up. Why y'all let me sleep like that? He could have gone that route and blamed the disciples. <laughs> but he didn't do that. Jesus had to speak to the storm before the storm obeyed him. Jesus told the storm what it was going to do. Oh, yes. He told the storm what to do. Did the storm obey him? Okay, so the storm obeyed him. Jesus said, you're going to calm down right now. That's what peace, be still, means in Ebonic. You're going to calm down right now. You're going to quit acting up. And why could Jesus say that? How could Jesus do this? Because peace lived on the inside of him. Hallelujah, oh, glory to God. Get, get, get a, a revelation of peace this morning. So when you're dealing with something, and he released what was in him. Because had he been full of indecisiveness and fear and trying to figure stuff out, he could not command the storm to stop. But because he wasn't frantic, he wasn't panicking, he didn't care about the, the showing on the news that the shelves was getting empty. He didn't care that they said there's no food here. All the food, that didn't bother Jesus because peace was abiding. I'm saying to you, as the body of Christ, live in peace. Make it a pursuit to live every day in the peace of God. Because out of your situations, you're going to have to demand peace. Right in that stuff. And you can only release what's in you. So we should. So Jesus, and he released what was in him. Therefore, the storm could only, say only, become peaceful. Because the natural situation has to obey a person that understands their authority. Mm. So we should expect a great calm in our finances, in our health, whatever you're dealing with. Why? Because peace is in you. Jesus says, behold, I give you my peace. Not as the world gives you, but I'm giving you this kind of peace. That in the midst of your storm, you can, you're still in control. And you can talk to your finances and make them obey you. 